Mike and John were the names of just a couple of goalies the Jackets used this year. Did either of them do anything good? That's today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Soren with me is my co-host Jay Foster. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get going, we want to thank you for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. We're still doing our season reviews, but now we're finally on to goaltenders. So, wow, it's it's nice to almost have all the chapters in last year finally closed by the time we do the season reviews by the time they're all done we're going to be like the regular season's going to be here jay it's going to be awesome how do you feel about that well it's the fact that the blue jacket used like 50 players this season i feel like it's not our fault it took us so long to to get through all of them but i'm excited to start the goalies there's lots of things that can be said uh, not a lot of positives that could be said but there's definitely lots of things that can be said about all of the goalies that the Blue Jackets used this season, of which there were six, by the way. Of course. Yeah, there were six. Uh, the two today are Canadian goalie Michael Hutchinson, who played, and I, I was surprised by this. He played in 16 games, started 11 this year for Columbus. He is in his 30s. I want to say he's like 33, so he's kind of on the older side. He's been around the league a little bit. Um, he played his most games actually this season that he's played in his last eight years. You have to go back to eight years ago when he was with Toronto the last time he's played in 16 NHL games. But uh, we're doing him today. We're also doing American goalie John Gillies, who played in three games for Columbus. He started in two of them. I I mean, I have nice things to say about both these guys. I I just kind of want to group them together here real quickly in this first segment and just ask you, do you think Columbus should bring either of them back? Because if you think – you like one more than the other one. We should start with him first. Yeah, I was thinking about this. I wondered if they might bring Gillies back. Um, they decided not to offer him. A, uh, they didn't extend a qualifying offer to him. So he's now a UFA. He would have been an RFA if they had. Um, neither of these guys was great for the Blue Jackets this season. Um, they were both kind of just... Guys that they picked up, I believe one of them came from the Jake Voracek trade, and the other one, I think, was uh, from sending Jonathan Quick to Vegas, if I am not mistaken. I don't remember which way around it was. I believe John Gillies was from Arizona, and Hutchinson was from Vegas. Um, they it's were just bodies. That. Like the, the goaltending situation was limping towards the finish line. I believe Tarasov was injured, and then Elvis also got injured near the end of the season, because why not finish the season with an injury at this point? Um, so, yeah, Michael Hutchinson, I think, played a lot more than people were expecting him to. John Gillies, I believe, started one game and joined two more um, as as relief. Like I said, neither of them were, were great for the Blue Jackets. Um, neither of them were particularly good in the AHL this year either. Um the short answer is no. I don't think either one of these guys are worth bringing back unless they want someone to hang around in Cleveland and, again, be that veteran presence that um, 
that you get sometimes in the AHL. You know, you get an old goalie that hangs out and plays maybe every once every third game, and he's mostly there just to be a be an old guy that knows the ropes. Um, the Monsters have two very very young goalies uh, at the minute in Pavel Chayan and Jack Greaves, who we'll talk about in uh, a later episode. And Daniil Tarasov, is he ready to to be in the NHL full time? We'll uh, we'll find out. So my my question is not necessarily either is either of these guys worth bringing back, but should the Blue Jackets make a signing at goal? Because it's looking like they are an injury away from almost full disaster in in that position. Ooh, maybe an episode idea. Maybe we can just have that whole discussion to the Jackets need to make a signing at goal or unless we could, we, maybe we could talk about that this episode, but you were right there about John Gillies coming from Arizona. He actually came from the Tucson Roadrunners in exchange for Jakob Voracek and a six round pick. So yeah, I forgot that's where Jakob Voracek ended up later in the year. And uh, that was just sad. Just thinking about how his time ended in Columbus, how his second time ended in, in Columbus. I love Jakob Voracek. Don't get me wrong. Some people may think I don't like him because I tore him down in season reviews. But you were very mean to him. I was review. very mean to him. I was very mean to him. But John Gillies, I, you know, it was, it was short-lived, but I think you do like him a little bit more over Hutchinson if you were to keep one just because of the age. Uh, John Gillies is only 29. He's also six foot six, mm-hmm. which doesn't, I don't think that means anything in goalie, but it That's maybe a, you know about normal height for a goalie, which feels fully insane to me, a person who is a goalie recreationally and is also like five ten on a good day, you know. Um, but yeah, John Gillies, he started out strong. He was a former third round pick by the Flames, had excellent numbers in college. He played for Providence uh, in the NCAA, and then it just never really clicked he was decent in the ahl to start his career never really got things going in the nhl his uh high i believe is 19 nhl games that he had with new jersey a couple of seasons ago um but that was also the season that he spent at game in the echl as well and once a player goes down to the echl it's basically game over for their nhl career um i would still probably resign john gillies because i feel like you can probably get him for cheap and he's insurance basically. I'm just looking at this, Jay. He's only played 35 games in his NHL career, Mm -hmm. and he's won eight of them. So to me, that could be the same statistic line for a goalie taken in the first round, which I don't know how often that even happens nowadays. A goalie getting taken in the first round of the NHL draft. Is that that still a thing? It feels like every year it's all – anyway. Uh, Not this season. Not last season. I believe the season before that, the – Kent Johnson calls Sillinger year. So that would have been 2021. There were two goalies taken in the first round, I believe. One at 15th and one at 20th. But my point is, is like 35 games. Rare, though, yes. Yeah, but yeah. No, that's crazy. I just thought about that. Um, my point is, though, with this is that John Gillies has played 35 NHL games and he only has eight wins. Like, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. And he's been around so much. Like, or he's just, he's been, a, he's 29 now. But what I'm saying is, is he's not had a full rookie season ever. Like he's never had a full chance to do anything. So I wonder with a team like Cleveland, who is um, a bunch of young and really exciting talent, 
I wonder if like a veteran goalie ish, like, cause he's 29. So I guess maybe that's on the veteran side in the AHL. I wonder if that would be good for him. And if that would be good for the monsters. And like you said, you probably could get them for pretty cheap, but um, we don't know if that's going to happen. So it's something we'd like to happen, but we can talk more about their seasons. And also maybe we can talk more about Hutchinson here because he, at the end of the day, played a lot more games than Gillies did for Columbus, so we don't want to forget about him. We'll keep it going here in just a second. Guess what, guys? It's NFL season, so you know what that means. I am pulling out America's number one sports book for football season. It's about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time that that team wins in the regular season. So it's the bet that just keeps giving back. Just pick any team to win in the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. The Browns are a sneaky team that not a lot of people are talking about this year. You might want to put some money on them because every time they do happen to win, you're going to get rewarded every single time. You can also use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. They might even let you you know, use it on other sports, too. I don't know exactly based off this deal, but if that's a thing, too, then play some bets on the Blue Jackets. What are you doing? So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, back to doing season reviews for our goalies. Next, let's do Michael Hutchinson here because he was a guy who came in and I think was just a great example of a goaltender in service. Like, this team is given up. We need a guy in the net right now. Sure, was, why not? He was a warm Michael. body. Um, he was a warm body. And he played well, I thought. It's not like he he won a couple games. You know, you want that's what you want him to do. You want him to have a good time. It's not like I, I wanted him to win a bunch of games. So to me as a fan, he absolutely met the job requirement, which was just be a warm body. I loved the Michael Hutchinson experiment, Columbus. I love the fact that he played the most games he's played in the last eight years. So he probably is going to be sitting around the dinner table one day with his, you know, friends or family and be thinking, man, I, I was a Columbus Blue Jacket. The Blue Jackets are going to be winning their third Stanley Cup in a row. Zach Wierenski is going to bring home his like third Norris trophy. And he's, he's going to be like, I, I played on that team. So for me, Michael Hutchinson was fun. If he doesn't come back to Columbus, that's okay with me. But it was it was fun while he was here. And um, it's hard for goalies to get a lot of love, right? Because they don't get to make any plays. Them. They, don't, they don't get to score goals. So they get a lot of the blame. And in a time when I was okay with the Blue Jackets losing games, I'm never going to blame Michael Hutchinson for playing bad. You know what I'm saying? No, uh, he walked into a very hot. sucky situation. Yeah. You know, he's kind of in the tail end of his career. He's, what, 33, 34, has um, bounced around a lot. Um, people might remember uh, Michael Hutchinson from that one playoff run that the Carolina Avalanche did, where he, I believe, was a waiver pickup from Toronto by Colorado, or he was traded, I don't remember exactly, and then uh, he ended up winning more second-round playoff games that season than Toronto did total so um (laughs) i love that for him um and that's kind of what i always think of with michael hutchinson is that one time he won a bunch of playoff games randomly um 
But, you know, he was drafted by Winnipeg. Nope, that's a lie. He was drafted by uh, the Bruins in back in 2008, played in Providence, uh, went to Winnipeg, went to Florida, went to Toronto, briefly with Colorado, and then ended up with Vegas last year, I believe. Uh, didn't play any games in Vegas. Uh, played seven games for the Henderson Silver Knights of the AHL. Uh, was not great there. And then again, yeah, it was just a case of, well, the Blue Jackets need literally any goalie to to play. Um, so they got rid of Jonathan Quick, who wanted to go to a, a contender. And uh, we got Hutchinson, who, like you said, he won a couple games. Uh, he, I believe, was the goalie in net for the win against Pittsburgh, which made everyone very, very angry. But like in hindsight... It worked out fine, I think. Um, everyone got real mad that that game was going to be the reason they didn't get Bedard, but whatever. Um, yeah, he did He did as, about as good of a job as I expected him to. Um, he wasn't game-changingly good. He wasn't game-changingly bad. He showed up. He did his best. Uh, but frankly, in a way that is extremely relatable, he's kind of he was just kind of old and tired and over all of this, which... Me too, buddy. So I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and blame him for the Blue Jackets stinking at the end of the season. But yeah, he was he was about as good as I expected him to be. Uh, he allowed 54 goals. Uh, this is at even strength, I believe. No, this is at all strengths, excuse me. Uh, he allowed 54 goals on 433 shots. So again, not great, but the team also was not... But he was not good in front of him. Like, he was playing in front of or behind even a much more injured Blue Jackets team than than the rest of the season, even. Because if you remember the end of the season, kind of everybody got shut down, you know? And it was... It was just a time. So... It was, it was a... Hutchinson for not giving up and just, like, lying face down in the crease, because that might be what I would have done in that situation. He showed up to work... <laughs> He did his best. Um, I assume probably what he will do now is retire um, into the into the sunset or maybe go to Europe for a year. But if I was him, I would go home and spend time with my kids. Mm -hmm. it, it was uh, he was the last line of defense from the Blue Jackets actually putting Jeff Schwoboda, the team writer, in the net. So he they saved were, his call yeah. that disaster. <laughs> but yeah, he won. He won his first ever game in Columbus. So that game against Pittsburgh was his first start in a Blue Jackets uniform, and he won that. So I don't know how many CBJ goalies can say that. That's really impressive. He also beat the New York Islanders at home. So he's gonna be one of those goalies you think about later in life that, or you probably will never think about ever again after you turn off this video. Maybe this will be the last you think about Michael Hutchinson until. Uh, a random stat about him one day somehow, some way. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really expect anything of him, and I didn't really get a whole lot other than just 11 games where you didn't win too many of them, which is good. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know if at any point it was actually asked of the Blue Jackets to play bad. I assume in professional sports that does not happen. Okay, I assume that... No, it's, it's a pride thing, you know? I know everyone's right. like, yeah, the team is tanking. Mm, no, they were not tanking. It's That's not how these guys are wired. I feel like I've had this conversation all season. Like, the players are tanking. No. You try and convince an NHL player to lose a game on purpose. Like, they're all so proud 
to be an NHL player, and they hate losing, and, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it always bugs me when it's like, like the, the coach absolutely probably t- tanks, the, the ownership tanks. The players, they don't, they don't tank. Um, I was just looking at, like, how many shots he faced, and, like, there was a game in here where he faced 49 shots against Florida. Like, Wow. Wow. That's too uh, many shots. 40 against Pittsburgh. Uh, in, that's actually an average Florida game shots against. In two thirds um, of a game, he faced 40 shots against Pittsburgh. Like it's. Was that the game he won? No, that was the game they lost. Okay. Um, uh, let's see how many saves he had in that game he won against Pittsburgh. He had 36. Uh, he was actually, against... he was very good in that game. He had 34 saves he made in that game. 30, he made 34 of 36 saves in the game against Pittsburgh. So he was very good in that one. Um, he had a couple of, of bright moments, like uh, against Boston. He only allowed two goals on 31 shots. The Blue Jackets lost, but I'll take that, you know. Um, oh, oh, I got another stat for you. He also pitched a third of a shutout. <laughs> I say yes, pitched. against the Kings. He made nine uh, saves on nine shots in a total of 26 minutes. That's pretty good. That's like half. That's like he almost... had good periods and he had good yeah. flashes. Um, he was like the, this thing. He was the definition of just like just a guy that shows up to work, you know, does his I best, love those guys. goes home. Yeah. Had, had a good attitude. Um, do I wish he'd done more for the team? Maybe. I'm not like yeah, out here. I'm not out here like sulking yeah. because we lost a bunch of games because Michael Hutchinson didn't play well enough. You know, it was he did his best on a truly brutal uh, Blue Jackets team. Like, well, it's what I was trying to get at earlier a little bit was that no, no teams are trying to tank, but he was playing on a team where the games did not matter. You know, everybody was playing for, like you said, their own individual pride. Of course, none of those guys are going to let up. But just in general, the game does not matter. So that has to play into effect how an overall team is going to play. And Michael Hutchinson just played games for a team. It doesn't matter. He played good games against what I consider good teams, not playoff teams. I mean, the Islanders made the playoffs last year, and he won a game against them. So that's something. He pitched a shutout against the Kings, a, a half a shutout, almost a half a shutout against the Kings. So... Like he had good teams against, he had good games against good teams, and if he would have done any more, I don't know where the Blue Jackets end up on the you know draft lineup. I don't I don't know what changes. Um, that's probably crazy to say, but if he would have played too much better, it definitely would have had an impact. Um, if anything, he could have played worse. He could have came in and just lost all eleven games. I would have still been like, "Good job, man!" Like, I don't know. Yeah, bullies- you, did, you did the you did the right thing, like morally speaking. Um, yeah, he was like, the, like I said, this is this was such a weird episode to kind of try and frame because I was thinking about it and I was like, "What can you say about Michael Hutchinson?" And then you know about John Gillies, who I believe played about forty-five to sixty minutes of hockey total for this team. You know. Um, like none of them played important games for Columbus this season. Mm-hmm. You know, all the games that they played were, it doesn't matter if we win or lose this. In fact, it's actually better if we lose this kind of right. thing. And so I kind of moved on to looking at, well, who else is out there in terms of goaltending? Yes, Do the Blue Jackets need 
a veteran goaltender to maybe send Neil Tarasov back to the AHL, let him continue to develop there. Do they need someone to kind of keep Elvis honest? Um, and I'm looking at the the goalies that are available in free agency, and pickings are slim. So we can maybe talk yeah. about that in a minute. But yes, we'll definitely talk about that uh, in a minute, and we'll hand out some season reviews for these guys. This is John Gillies, Michael Hutchinson season review on Locked On Blue Jackets. Okay, welcome back. Doing season reviews. We were just talking about uh, Hutchinson and Gillies, and now Jay is on the train of not bringing either of them back. I think I'm pretty much on that train as well. I think we both maybe would like to see Gillies in an AHL Cleveland Monsters uniform, but Jay's got some slim pickings on some free agents, but still some names. Any exciting names at all that are available? Um, I mean, the only name that is really jumping out to me here is uh, Aaron Dell, who played four mm. games for the San Jose Sharks last season, spent some time in the minors, was fine for the Barracuda. Uh, he played, he started, played four games, uh, had three losses, and had a 9.13 save percentage. Um which is, for a tanking team, that's exactly what you want from your veteran goalie. You want them to play well and lose anyway. Uh, he's 34 years old. He was making basically league minimum last season. Um, he's definitely a guy that I would pick up as uh, injury insurance or, again, even throw him in the minors, call him up if you need to. He's a guy that he's that prototypical, like the seventh defenseman. He's the Scott Harrington of goalies. You know, he can he can show up and put in a half-decent performance if you need to, you know, press the red the red panic button. Um, I'm sorry, real option. quickly. You said seventh defenseman. I just thought of Mike Smith just flying out of the net. Yeah. Playing defense, like. <laughs> hey, Mike Smith is on this list, but I do think he is legally dead. Um, he's 41 <laughs> years old and got old yellowed by the Edmonton Oilers this season. So yeah. he's not an option. Okay, Honestly, keep going. a lot of guys on this list are guys that are just, they exist. Like Jeff Berube is on this list. He played hmm. zero NHL games this season. Um... Brian Elliott is on this list. He played 22 games this season. Yaroslav Halak played 25 games this season. That might be a signing that I make, actually. Uh, Yaroslav Halak, if he he's 38 years old, so you probably wouldn't get too much more out of him. But again, decent veteran guy. If you have faith in your starter to play up to, you know, 60, 65 games a season, um, Halak could be a, a half-decent pickup. But I'm not. I'm looking at this list, and there's no one that I'm like, yes, go grab them, go grab that guy, because it's. I mean, it's it's depth at this point. You're you're, you're signing for depth, which is not going to be the most exciting thing in the world. But there's no one out there that I'm like, yeah, this is a sneaky good value. There's no one there on this list. I think that could that couldn't do what Michael Hutchinson did last season, except maybe Arendelle. So that's what I was going to say. I was going to say I like the idea of Arendelle and it's only because the blue jackets somewhat don't know who their goaltender of the future is. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Like Elvis is kind of on a year to year thing now with me on whether he's going to be the future. And um, the room's open is my point. The job is open, I think. So any player that you can bring in that has good playing experience recently and Aaron Dell, you just said, had a 914, 913 save percentage for the Sharks last year. So that would be a great 
look for I mean to get him a better team I'm sure that's going to be the same if not much better so the Blue Jackets can't pass on any talent at that position I feel like sometimes that position gets overlooked because of what the Blue Jackets have in stock and the Blue Jackets do have some good goalies it's just neither of them have shown up as the game-breaking goalie yet um, or at least not in a while. So it's interesting to me that like they've clearly looked at the defense and gone, yes, this needs shoring up. We need veteran presence here, and they're kind of looking at the goalie position and they're like, no, this seems fine. Um, the trade deadline could be very interesting um, because if there's goalies out there that are playing for, if the Blue Jackets are in a playoff position, they could go out and get. I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and grab an extra goalie. Um, Let's see if I can pull up the guys that are going to be free agents next season. Um, I mean, yeah, do you pick up a guy like Chris Drieger, who is going to be a UFA next season? Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is a UFA next season. Um, I want, I've wanted him here so badly, but I just don't <laughs> know. If, I just genuinely don't know if any former Penguin will play in Columbus. I feel like it's not even that... They, they, I don't know if they just, res- I don't know, if, I don't know if they respect Columbus, maybe, or like, it, I feel like they, in a way, I kind of appreciate that. I feel like it adds to the rivalry a little bit, but I just feel like I always get my hopes up for like Malkin a couple off seasons ago. I got excited for him possibly coming to Columbus, and I was like, wait, why? Why would he go, you know, three hours west? But I would love to have Flower. He's been one of my favorite goalies to watch over the last decade. Who's, I mean, who hasn't enjoyed watching him play? The way he stacks the pads, it's like one of the most, one of the more electric saves, one of the more electric uh, signature moves you can have as a goalie is to stack. Yeah, he's the a pads. he's a fun guy. He has good vibes. Um, but yeah, you know, so like, do they just hold tight for now and see what they can pick up at the trade deadline? Do they see what they can pick up next year? Do they make a trade in season? I just I feel like Elvis has a very short leash. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, if Elvis starts struggling, we're gonna see a lot of Daniil Tarasov, which is gonna be interesting. Cause I like Tarasov a lot. He was very, very good for large portions of last season. Excellent the season before that until he broke his knee in half. Um Yeah, I don't know, the goal. I feel confident about this team in every position except goalie. Which does unnerve me a little bit. All right, let's uh, get to our season um, or our uh, grades. Sorry for our two guys that we were reviewing today, John Gillies and Michael Hutchinson. I can go first here for Hutch. I'm going to give him a C plus. I think he came in, did the job, won more games than I expected, won a game against Pittsburgh, which to me, for any Blue Jackets fan that happened to go to that game last year, you're never going to forget the games that you went to were were, – the Blue Jackets beat Pittsburgh. So thank you, Hutch, for your service. C-plus to him. John Gillies, I saw a lot less of him. But, you know, he had a memorable experience. Remember, he broke a skate in a game mm-hmm. and had the – That is, in fact, the-, the first thing that comes up if you Google, if you YouTube uh, John Gillies' Blue Jackets is that time he broke a skate blade and uh, it went very, very badly. Which, which is funny to me that that's even a thing because, like, why is that a video on YouTube? That's a, that's a pretty – normal thing that happens in a hockey game in a way like a skate somebody getting their skate broken is not like crazy to see in a hockey game you know what i'm you know what i'm saying like yeah he did allow a a, a goal 
That's so true. Mostly the goal highlights, but it's, all, <laughs> it's marketed as John Gillies breaks skate blade, Senators score goal. So puck, puck in behind him. Um, yeah. Just because of that hilarious clip, I'm gonna give him a C plus as well. I feel like, you know, you didn't he didn't have enough time for me to even give him a legitimate look. Um, and I'm not grading them on a harsh, harsh curve because they did they played in non-meaningful Blue Jackets games. So C plus for both the goalies on the docket today. Yeah, I'm gonna give them both. I'm gonna nice and easy. They both get C's for showing up, doing their job, being warm bodies. You know, Hutchinson more so than Gillies, but like that's that's a but it's they get a participation grade. You know. They didn't get traded here and immediately have a big tantrum because they didn't want to play here. Not looking at any goalie in particular about that. But yeah, C's for both of them. Um, now we get to talk about the fun goalies. We've got these two out of the way. Uh, we get to talk about the goalies that actually played meaningful games for the Blue Jackets this season. Yeah, that is true. That is true. We are moving on. I forget the the order that we talked about, so that's not a great look, but um, yeah, it's happy. I'm glad we got to move on. I'm glad we got to move on from these guys. I think, again, both of them did their time as goaltenders. They served their purpose meaningfully and purposefully. They, they lost games. I needed them to lose games. Um, who are we talking about tomorrow? Who do you want to talk uh, about tomorrow? tomorrow? We are not doing a season review, actually. Uh, tomorrow... Ooh. Uh, Hayden and I are going to be drafting our uh, all-time Blue Jackets oh, yeah, starting right. lineup. This is going to so be fun, we'll guys. Mine, maybe I'll flip it this time and see if I can do a better job than Hayden did the other day. <laughs> um, and then we'll do it. We'll do snake draft. We'll take three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. And uh, we'll kind of see who ends up with the better team. Uh, and yeah, we'll have some uh, we'll have some fun with it. So that's uh, that's going to be tomorrow's episode, which is uh, I, don't yes. know, I don't know about you, Hayden. Oh, that is going to be a blast. I've had my lineup for a couple weeks now kind of filled out, so that'll be a really fun discussion. Unless I you guys, snipe anyone from you. Yeah, unless you snipe people from me, that would be – it could get it could get bloody, guys. Um, yeah, it's going to get me. Bloody, <laughs> as bloody as a you know virtual stream could possibly get, that's, that's where we're going to be at. But thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Thank you for making it your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. My name is Hayden Heilshorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can also email us directly anything you have to say, good or bad, locked on blue. Well, maybe not too bad because, you know, Jay is the one that reads those. Locked on Blue Jackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.